everybody. You're listening to On The Fly with Devin and Dana, the show that explains today's biggest topics, trends, and questions for people who love all things multifamily. This week, we're meeting with Hale McMinch, our Executive Vice President of Revenue Management at American Landmark. Hale, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. For everyone who doesn't know what an EVP of Revenue Management does, please tell us what you do, like how you get to play with money all day. And we, thought, for that, we thought this was going to be boring, talking about money. Yeah, well, it could be. We'll see. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Essentially, at the end of the day, what, what we do is just set, set the rents on new leases and renewals for the portfolio. That's most simplified what we do. But you don't just set rents. You get to make the company money, right? You get to determine how well, much yeah. money we make. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we're an investment company. So the, the more rents we get, the better return we're going to have when we go to sell the asset. Exactly. And how long have you been doing this? So I've been in the industry over 25 years, which makes me a little old, but uh, I've been officially doing pricing for 15. What did you do before pricing? What did you do in our industry before you got into revenue? Well, like many others, I started in uh, leasing. You did? Uh, I didn't know you leased. Of course. That's the best part. Um, I almost think you need to have leased apartments before you're in a role like this because you're, you're talking to people, trying to make them push rents, and if you haven't done it yourself, it's um, it's hard to deliver deliver it. Um, but no, I started leasing, was assistant manager, then a manager, and then I went into a training world uh, where I was more of a software trainer. And I luckily worked for a company that brought, kind of started revenue management in the industry. It was Archstone. They brought LRO um, into the market. And so I trained um, for that um, when it first came out. And so that's kind of how I got into this. And then I moved to another company and did the pricing for them. That's awesome. I would have loved to lease an apartment from you. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would have been so much fun to live at your property. For anybody well, who hasn't met Hale, he's very fun. And uh, I feel like if you haven't gotten to meet his personality, you guys are really missing out. Well, thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they think after this podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about rental increases. We all know everyone's talking about it, not just people in our industry. It's almost a household conversation. What do you think about our rental increases that we've seen in our industry recently? Well, first of all, it's been, um, from where I sit, it's been somewhat fun because I don't think I've ever seen rent increases like this ever. I mean, I've seen it in specific markets over the years, but not across the whole board, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so I just think it's been, it's been fun sitting here watching it happen, um, helping you know the teams push. Uh, but really, it's kind of just been more of a reset after COVID. You know, it's all. Um, I think we're feeling it everywhere, not just in rental uh, rental prices. I mean, the gas is up. I mean, that's might be for different reasons, but you know, food, e- everything is escalating, and it's more just a reset from what we've been through for the past couple of years. Yeah, I agree. And and you mentioned COVID and how it's a reset from COVID. How do you think, or or tell us, what happened when COVID started? How did that impact our rental prices that we saw? Because COVID was kind of crazy in our industry and how it affected us. It was. It was um, 
there were a lot of surprises. You know, honestly, when we first, I was somewhat new to the the company, and we were actually just rolling out revenue management right when COVID hit. Um, like I was on my first training, and we had to get on a call to talk about this COVID thing and how we were going to stop tr- stop traveling and all this stuff. And you're like, wait a second, I got a rollouts to do. Um, <laughs> So it, it was interesting. I mean, we did a rollout all remotely, which was great. Um, it, it turned out I would have overcomplicated it, and we did a simplified rollout, and the teams were awesome. Um, it might have helped that we had a lot of unknown with COVID when you're rolling out a new pricing system because they were already kind of on defense, and things are shifting and changing, and they're moving, and then th- we just added this in, and it seemed it went smoothly. Um, but at the beginning, you know, what we thought, I think, was we were going to see mass access and people weren't going to be moving. But what we actually saw was everybody hunkering mm-hmm. down and we actually had, um, you know, higher retention rates. Um, we had, you know, we didn't raise prices because we thought that was the right thing to do on renewals, which it was. Um, so we had a lot of people just stay. So our occupancies didn't take the dip that we thought they would. And then we came out of it a little bit faster. Um, and now we're just doing more of a reset from folks that have been living with us for a couple of years that didn't have any renewal increases. And it's things that are just resetting. So it's an interesting time. Yeah, it is. And I remember when we first started having those conversations about COVID and who was going to move out and where people were going to, were they going to stay and what was going to happen. And it was interesting to see you know, how many residents actually wanted to continue living in their homes and how the industry trends, you know, people were moving out of big cities into more suburban areas. And it was just a really interesting time being in the industry for as long as I have to see the trends and how they went. And now everybody's recovering and, you know, rental increases are at a high in most of our markets. So it's the last two and a half, three years have been really kind of odd for us. Is there a certain, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we were also lucky because we had a lot of the, you know, online lease process set up ahead of time. Um, You know, other companies that weren't doing that, you know, there were still some that didn't do any type of online leasing. They had to shift gears and quickly get that going. But luckily we already had that. So it was, you were able to do a lot of the stuff remotely. Yeah. um, Just what you needed to be able to do during COVID. What city are you seeing the most increases? Because I think everyone's moving to Florida. <laughs> Deb and her are like, quit moving to Tampa. Yeah, this morning they were talking about spring break. I'm like, don't don't come to Florida. <laughs> You're going to stay. But everywhere, I mean, especially South Tampa, I mean, just the rental increases are crazy. But do you see any particular area where it's really booming? Tampa. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Tampa, <laughs> really. I mean, I think, um, you know, just like you said, I mean, people are moving um, – they're getting into the better weather areas and luckily our portfolio portfolio overall is set up and you know in Sunbelt so we're feeling that kind of across the portfolio but um, you know we saw some big increases in Austin because um, people are a lot of people moving from LA coming into Austin mm-hmm. um, the new LA but Tam- Tampa has really been um, I think shining light but all of Florida really has been um, we've seen really good increases yeah I want to switch to um, the on-site teams because I don't think everyone realizes how much you see the on-site teams and, you know, experience customer service and training because you shop 
places all the time. You shopped for comps all the time. And when you when we spent some time with you in uh, Fort Worth a couple of weeks ago, you were telling us about some recent experiences with the on-site um, being toured for the comp. So I just want to find out, you know, tell us about that. Tell us about your experience uh, with shopping the comps. Was it good? I don't think it was. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it definitely depends on the market. And most recently I was in the market and, um, you know, I think we have the opportunity to really shine because all of the comps are so horrible um, where I went. Uh -huh. um, you know, I would walk in and stand there for 10 minutes. No one's greeting you. They're like, who are they? Just give you the finger. I'll be with you in a minute. Um, so it's just, it's interesting. I think it's, um, you guys talked about it on the last podcast about, you know, just the, having the right people in place. Um, you just got to have folks that have some personality. And I don't think, um, you can't really train personality. You right. know? So I think we need to hire the right people to have them. But it, it is interesting. The um, You guys talked about having kind of the robot effect, and mm -hmm. I see that a lot. Um, it's the They ask you the same questions over and over again. Or I walk in and they say, are you bringing your pet? No, I'm not bringing my pet. But then they walk me 15 minutes to go show me the pet park and the dog wash. You know, <laughs> and, you know, it's they're just a little bit robotic. Yeah. Um, but then there are other folks that, you know, would probably fail a shopping. Um, and you might, Anna, you might cringe at them. But I walked in this one and the guy's like, hey, what's up? And <laughs> it was, but he had personality. And every time we talked, he's, he's like, oh, totally, totally. You know, didn't do all the things that he really was supposed to do, but he had personality, was passionate, asked me questions. He did follow up. So I don't know. I do I'm see sorry, did you say uh, he followed up? He did. He did Yay. follow up. Uh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, <clears throat> personality has everything to do with it. I mean, you're looking for your new home and you want somebody to take good care of you and, and you lease because of the person. So I, I love, um, I love that, that, you know, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you do you lease because of the people in the office and you have to have that personal feeling you have to be able to have that connection do you think there's anything yeah. you know you see that people are consistently doing in a positive manner like something new what are what are we seeing now that people are doing positive um <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I, I really, what I've been seeing lately on when I'm shopping folks is, has not been shining stars. Um, you know, I did have one, um, I was at a lease up and I think this um, one leasing song, she was great. I mean, just, it was just more of a conversation. It was kind of like you walk in, you say, I look for one bedroom. She's like, okay, let's go. And we just kind of went out and started talking and, um, it was a nice conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's what I've seen lately, just a couple of good um, conversations with folks. But I've seen so a lot more worse of, than uh, Yeah, the majority of people are show. not excelling at customer service. Right. Or just even listening or having a conversation. It's just um, checking the box of everything they got to they gotta talk to me about. Right. That's a shame. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think? Well, let me go back a little bit, because uh, when we were in uh, Fort Worth together, I asked you a question about who your 
Well, what are your biggest pet peeves? So whether it's um, about pricing calls or um, in the industry when you're shopping, what are some of your biggest pet peeves? Everybody wants to know. Like, how do people win you over? Oh. Um, I think people win me over if, if when we're talking about price, if they can put up a great argument. Um, not necessarily a great argument. It's You don't have to come with tons of data, but if you know – Really, if you know your market, you know your comps, um, then it's an easy conversation and we can make adjustments as needed. Um, but I, I do get frustrated when I know the comps better than the team. You know, yeah. I've shopped them um, and the rest of the team hasn't. Um, you know, me in Charlotte, I shouldn't know the comps in Fort Worth better than the team or wherever I am. Um, so that, that you, if you're going to try to sell against your comps, you need to know what you're selling against. Um, so that that is um, a pet peeve. One of the things that I hear from time to time, which I don't hear a lot of lately, um, thank goodness. But well, when we're will, having you will now talking, <laughs> now that's what's that? You will now after this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, but one of the pet peeves I hear is when we're talking about pricing, and somebody says, "Well, normally those go for X," and I just wonder, what is normally? You know, I mean, we've been in this world of ups and downs, and what is normal? There's I no mean, normal. What is that? Um, so, you know, I mean, it's always going to change. It's, we're going to have a roller coaster. And so let's just ride it. Yeah, that's really great. It's, we're going to have a roller coaster. Let's just ride it. And our pricing is, it's always a roller coaster. There's always ups and downs in every market. And, you know, there is no normal. Is one of your pet peeves uh, when they give the lowest, like the cheapest, well, going to the lowest price when you're right? selling yeah i think it depends on um the customer like if you have somebody that's just calling wanting a price really quickly yeah i mean give them the low price to get them on the hook and then you can upsell them i mean it's kind of like you know when you go to buy a car oh you yeah. Know, yeah you go in with the thoughts of what your budget is but then once you start putting the leather seats the sunroof you know mm. all the things you once you have them, you can't live without, then you start to justify them. And so if you need to get a man with the lowest price, fine, but know that you can sell to their needs as you, as you get through the whole process. I just, I just went through that. Now my month, the next month I had that monthly payment and I thought, what, how did that, how'd that get so high? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like I had a little bit of play in that when we talked yes. about your car. Yes. <laughs> yes. You Way to go, Hale. <laughs> So you get to look at a lot of trends and reports, actually something I really love. And I'm wondering what you see coming in the future. So I do try to listen to a lot of, you know, the experts and what they're predicting. Um, and I think, you know, overall, I think we think things will stay pretty strong. You know, there's still a shortage in housing. Um, the new deals are slowing down. Um, you know, I think, you know, with the supply chain, some of some things have been delayed of the new product coming in. Um, so everything looks looks good, but I think what what I've learned through the years is we just don't know what's coming next, and you never know. Um, and so, you know, when things go south, you know, it, it can be uh, some of the changes in the market. It might just impact one particular market, or it can hit the whole nation. So I think what we have to do here. Um, what we do at American Landmark is, you know, you stay the course. We do what we can do. Um, we drive rents while we can, and then we'll just 
when things change, we'll be ready to make changes quickly. Um, I wanted to go back to, you know, you said you've been in the business for a, a, a while, and I wanted to talk to you about what's your experience with American Landmark compared to um, other companies that you worked for? So other companies, um, well, first of all, I think um, American Land, I love American Landmark. It's um, after I was here maybe for a year, um, Rachel, our chief administrative officer, she asked me, she's like, what do you think about this place? Um, you know, and it was just a conversation. And I was like, well, it's really refreshing. And she said, she goes, I've never heard anyone call us refreshing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is coming from other companies um, that I've worked for in the past. You know, they've been large, large property or large companies um, with a lot of folks, um, a lot of chiefs, I guess. Um, and American Landmark, I think one of the benefits and what I what I love about it is that we're not really top heavy, um, yeah. and the people that um, everyone does their job, everyone rolls up their sleeves. No one is above doing data entry or what have you. I mean, it, we we all get the job done. Everyone works hard to get it done. But with that, um, the beauty I think of American Landmark is the speed at which decisions can get made. It's um, where in other companies it's it's bogged down with, oh, let's have a meeting to plan a meeting, to put some information together, to present a meeting so that we can get in front of the people to make the decision. And here it's not like that. It's quick. It's decisive. It's um, we've got a great team of folks that um, are ready to make changes quickly if needed. Um, and so it's it's been just been really refreshing. The and working with everybody that is so willing to dig in and jump in, um, it's mm -hmm. just nice. Yeah, it is. I, I totally agree. With I you. think that's probably the most accurate way anybody's ever described us. Yeah. Different, different way of describing our company, but very accurate. For sure. All right, on to yep. some fun personal questions. You ready for this? Oh, goodness. Oh, These are the ones that we didn't send you because we have to catch you off guard. Okay. No, they're, they're super easy. I just want to know, what do you like to do for fun? What do you do in your spare time? Oh, my gosh. Um, I do a lot of running. Um, my spare time, I'm always doing something. Um, <laughs> building something, um, yard work. I don't know. I just stay busy doing odd things. I mean. So you're not. What do you build? Thank you. Um, most recently, we've been building a, a fire pit in the backyard where I've loaded a ton of rocks and dirt and all this stuff in. Um, but I've always worked on something. My wife calls me. Um, I, I get projects done about 90% of the way, and then I stop because the fun's <laughs> over. And so they don't ever get completely finished around here. So there's always, like, some paint that's missing. Um, I don't know. There's always just I'm, – I'm a 90% kind of guy. That's hilarious. So if you're always um, if you're always building and you probably don't spend much time sitting down and watching TV then. I don't. Um, I spend I try to watch get caught up on TV so I can talk about it on the airplane. All right. Well, if you don't watch a lot of TV, do you have a favorite movie? Um, I don't watch a ton of movies either. I mean, I mean <laughs> if I tell you some of my favorite movies. I mean, some of the, I mean, there's some of the old ones, like, okay. 
Hunt for Red October, Son of a Woman. I mean, these are ones that come to mind that I I can watch over and over again. I love that you said Hunt for Red October. Nobody ever says that movie. Great actors, great movie. My dad used to make me watch that all the time. It's been on a lot lately, so it's... Uh, Has it? Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great actors. What, what kind of music? Oh, everything. Um, everything. Except... I'm not a big rap guy, and unfortunately, my teenage boys are. So, um, they play that a good bit. So I do get I get to hear that some, but I go alternative to country to I mean I'll listen to anything. Did you enjoy the halftime show at the Super Bowl? It didn't. Um, it was okay. It, <laughs> it was okay. It it didn't speak to me tremendously, but I thought it was all right. It was a good show. It was better than the year before. Gosh, I don't remember the year before. The what was the year before? It was the weekend. You know, the well, year that, before. Well, that was all during COVID, so that was kind of, you can't really put that one in there. That was a weird one. <laughs> it was a little weird. It was I mean, it wasn't, li it wasn't live. It was all kind of, I mean, it was live, but it was all kind of recorded. And, yeah, it was weird. Know, not the real deal. Mm. Well, well yeah. what other questions? That was it for me. You have questions for us? I wanted to Questions know. Questions for y'all. I think that it's Friday, so he can go finish that fire pit now. The ten percent that he has. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you don't get your projects done. It's not fun anymore, he says. Well, I move on to the move on to the next one. You know, the one that's gonna be fun to to think about and plan and get moving. Yes. Yeah. I am always super motivated to start a project at the house, and then I start into it, and I'm like. Well, I, it was really fun in the beginning, and now it's not fun anymore. So I right. completely understand. And then I paid I mean, membership. Yeah, when you when you get down to like the tedious painting, you know that's that's never fun. I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. I used to start a paint job and then go out of town, and then it would drive my wife crazy, so she would finish it up. <laughs> and I might have planned it that way. I hope she listens to this podcast. Does she know you? Oh, did she, knows. Oh, she, she knows. knows. Oh, she knows. She knows. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, we are all done talking with Kale about all of our money and our trends and our revenue and rents. And make sure you guys come prepared to your uh, LRO calls with some data. We want to make sure you guys can cow and tail on Ooh. your next call. Uh, so make sure you come prepared. I am very excited to do a follow-up with Hale to see if you guys listened and if you uh, – prepared for your next call thanks hail so we will thank you enjoyed it hail on the next next time and we'll catch you on the fly thanks guys that's it for this week's episode of on the fly with dana and devin be sure to follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on instagram at on the fly with dnd you don't want to miss our next episode catch, catch you on, on the fly, fly.